Welcome to the Business as Mission podcast, dedicated to those who long to see God glorified in business and the nations reached for Christ. Your host is Mike Bayer, longtime BAM leader and founder of Third Path Initiative, an online education resource for starting and growing BAM businesses around the world. A note as you are listening, beginning about four minutes in, Mike and David Thuo talk about Bob. That's Bob Cook, founder of Empower Hope. If you haven't heard the Bob Cook episode yet, we invite you to go back and listen. So welcome to BAM Stories. We call this the business's mission podcast, but it really is stories of people out there who are using their business knowledge, their business calling to the glory of God and to the, the benefit of society, community, and ultimately just to make a difference for Christ in the world. We're talking with David Thuo from, he's from many things. <laughs> was, he's described to me as a liaison, a connector. And it sounds like, David, what, what you do is, is, is spend a lot of your time pulling together, holding together, encouraging and serving the various pieces of this overall ministry and this work called Empower Hope. With that, welcome to the show, first of all. Thank you for having me. Yes, you've described my role perhaps perfectly, because sometimes I'm just trying to bring many many parts that can work together so that we can accomplish a mission. Uh, the last one that we just did is just making sure that our neighbors at uh, Ambatana Mana could, uh, could accept the concept that we were trying to introduce of a Lord's manner in their midst, and it has gone successfully well. So David, you have a financial background, and when I think about people in finance, I don't think about connectors. <laughs> I think about accountants and bankers, and yet, you know, you've taken that background and somehow God has used your, your business savvy, your business knowledge, as well as your spiritual gifts to, to equip you for a unique role. So how did you get to where you are? And so I began my professional life as an equities trader in Nairobi at the Nairobi Securities Exchange. And actually, it was God who led me. I never knew anything about trading. And I walk one day to the Nairobi Securities Exchange and ask, how does one become a trader? And by providence, I was sent to the CEO's secretary. And she directed me to the trading room. And just to cut it you short, it was the beginning of, of an interesting life. I served as an equities trader for some time. I traded bonds for a while. And then I was a foreign exchange currency trader for, for a little while be, before I assumed a leadership role. And so for 10 years, I worked first for a stockbroker and then I worked for two banks. And I was the final po employed position that I held was as a director or in charge of the treasury business of the largest bank in East Africa, responsible for five business units in five countries, uh, overseeing over a billion dollars in, in assets. And the last year that I served, we generated over $100 million in revenue, almost net revenue for the bank. And then I decided, I don't know whether I made a good decision, I decided to jump out and try to connect people in a different way. So as I was listening to what you were just saying, I'm, I'm 
always looking for the how transitions happen. I love the fact that, that you, you went to the CEO secretary and, and that's how you got into the world of, of equities trading and bond trading and currency exchange. Fascinating just how God moves us along. And then something happened to get you connected, whether it's to Bob or to Empower Hope or Ambitana Manor or what did that transition look like? How did God get your attention and lead you away from the classic financial world and into what you're actually doing now? Okay, so before I speak about how I met Bob and I got involved with Ambatana, I transitioned from the bank to, to form a financial advisory firm. And basically the vision that we had as young men at that point, that is nine years ago, was to bring capital, that is equity and debt capital, to small businesses in Kenya and in East Africa. And we observed that a lot of capital is available for businesses in the US, in Europe, in Asia, but very less than 5% of world capital comes to Africa. So you can imagine how much comes to East Africa. So we could see a lot of capital that was available in the capital markets. And we thought that we could catalyze the we could catalyze the market to bring more capital to East Africa. It has been difficult because the size of businesses in, in Kenya, which is the largest economy in East Africa, most of them cannot absorb more than $10 million. But by God's grace, we've had success. And we speak about the forgotten middle again, that uh, there are some businesses, the very small businesses will find partners the very large businesses will find partners, but the middle businesses will rarely uh, uh, receive partners. But we have been successful in that. We have helped different organizations to attract uh, investment. And how did I meet Bob? So I serve in church. And I think I first met Bob in church after hearing about him. And we were introduced by a friend who is uh, Phyllis, who's a lawyer and who's Bob's lawyer locally. And uh, she thought that I could be useful to Ambatana. And she threw me into the deep end and, and introduced me to this man. And once I listened to him, I thought that this was interesting because I had been trying to bring to disciple young men and young women. And my model was not working very well. In around uh, seven years, I had only managed to, to, to work with around five to seven of these young people. And I could see that Bob was working with a model that could impact thousands of young people. And I, that is one of the things that attracted me to him. The second thing that attracted me to him was that he was speaking about business with four purpose. And I, I, I thought that we are called to work. I've really had this issue in my mind for a long time. When I left university, I thought I had the potentiality to become a, a, a member of the clergy and a businessman. And I went to a Campus Crusade for Christ and asked them whether it was possible to actually become a businessman and a member of the clergy at the same time. And that position was not possible at that time. And so I listened to a gentleman who, who, who saw business on a daily basis as a place for serving God and for serving people. 
And I, I must tell you that has been something that he is discipling me into becoming, turning my businesses into places where we could, we could help young people to get skills, but at the same time to serve God better. Amen. That may be the best explanation of whatever you want to call it, kingdom businesses, mission, business for purpose, whatever label, that may be the best working definition I've ever heard. Because in fact, our organization, David, we call it third path because typically you get young people coming out of school and, and early in their career. They love God and they love business. They're called by God and they're called to business and they can't, they feel like they have to make a choice. Their heart says, I want to be both. I want to do business and ministry together. And the system says, no, you have to, you can't do it. <laughs> and, and, and so you're a living proof that you can do it. And I love the fact that you came to that just as you were following God. And, and obviously Bob was a catalyst in the, the, your role as connector. What are the different components that you're actually trying to, to pull together and serve? I, I would actually argue that you're probably a pastor to all of those different groups. You may not call yourself that, but I'll bet you that's how you operate. Tell me about the different areas that you're serving. So we are in, intentional about working with bringing up business, what we call community businesses. And that means that bringing young people together and catalyzing young businesses from young startups from the ground up. And that is just looking at the needs around us, the needs in slums, the needs in, in areas that localities where we serve as Empower Hope and seeing the needs that we could meet in those areas and businesses that could be catalyzed from that aspect. We also do have businesses that have been invested in by, by Empower Hope, the Ambatana Partnership Businesses. And what we are looking at in that aspect is how we can scale up those businesses so that they can serve more people, they can generate more revenue, they can employ more people, but in turn, they can give opportunities to young people, but also uh, tithe or give a portion of their uh, income to empower hope. I work closely with Bob to distill some of these ideas and and allow these ideas to move from Bob uh, and to be uh, to be connected to the young people that we are working with and some older people that we are working with. And that's what we are looking, that partnership is that is what we are looking to build. There are many opportunities in, in, in our country, Kenya. There are many opportunities for investments. For example, our economy is, is a fast-growing economy and we have 75% of our young people are under the age of 30, 35. And so that tells you that we have many young people who are coming into the market first to who are getting educated, who are then getting into the job market. They need to be housed. They need to feed. And so there are many opportunities that are being created. There are many companies that are rising and growing very fast. We are some of the fastest growing economies uh, in the world. Our economy has been growing at around 5.7%. Pre-COVID was growing at around 5.7%. And you can imagine the other, some of the Western economies are much larger, but they are growing at lower rates. And so what we are looking to do is to, uh, to form some of these businesses 
that then can go and serve people for a long time. Now, uh, I have worked in real estate. And so today what I do, besides bringing back my financial skills into helping uh, businesses grow, we are working in housing and we are testing some ideas in real estate. And some of them are taking portions of land, buying portions of land, developing them a bit, and then selling smaller sized lots to, to individuals. And that's working very well. We are also building apartments uh, and building small houses in, in Kenya. And because housing is a big need, we, a few years back, our researchers indicated that 200, there's a need of 250,000 housing, new housing units per year. And so we only develop less than 20,000 units per year. And so there are many opportunities. And what I would say is that what are some of the things that are stopping us from getting to where we should get to? Some of it is a lack of training. And, and so we need business leaders who can help young people to either by way of uh, internship or by way of training to get the skills that are required. We need capital. And one of the, one of the goals that we have both as a person, as a, the firm that I work for, and for Ambatana uh, and Empower Hope, is actually attracting investments from the developed world and from the United States to Africa. We are sure that with time, those businesses will return back the capital, and then they will continue generating new capital that can be invested in other companies. So when David, they, they sent me a little short biography of him. And one of the things that they, that they mentioned was that, that you've got a, a, a really strong grasp of the sort of the macroeconomic situation in Kenya. And as I'm listening to you, and we'll close out, I think, with this, talking about not only what you've learned, but your perspective. You seem to have such a great view of the big picture and you're seeing opportunity. You mentioned real estate, housing, all these other pieces that you're seeing and being a part of. Now, it's no wonder that you are in the role you're in and how God put you in it. David, one last question for you. You started going here a little bit, but as sort of the minister of collaboration, just round out your story here in terms of as you continue to progress and, and increase in the world of collaboration, what, what do you see coming? Besides affordable housing, are there other industries that you guys are connected with solar? You're connected to training. You're in so many different things. What, where do you see it going next? We would like to encourage partnerships that grow businesses that are useful to young Kenyans. Actually, one of the problems we have is unemployment, and that is what we are dealing with in with Empower Hope. We are empowering young people to go out into the marketplace and become better and actually bring back to society. One, just to mention agriculture, 50% of our economies or our populations are employed in agriculture, but we waste a lot of, we waste a lot of, either we produce very little and what we produce is lost through post harvest management. And so one of the things that we would love to do is actually feed people better. And by just having some agro-processing and having a way of getting the agricultural products to market, that is a way that will 
empower our young people to will, will actually feed the people. And so agriculture is a big area, not only for Kenya, but for Africa. We have energy. Energy, I look at what Ambatana has invested in Ambatana Geosolar, and they are in the right spot because we need to find a way of, of cooking better. We are working in the big industries are looking at how to move from dirty to clean energy. But at the micro level, our, our families spend so much money and so much time trying to find uh, fuel to cook with and energy and, and finding cooking solutions, lighting solutions, powering solutions that, are, uh, that can be useful for our economy. That is a huge growing area. Housing is a very, is a big, big growing area, which is profitable. We can do it profitably and uh, provide a clean living environment, a working uh, environment for, for our people. Technology is a big area. You should know that in terms of financial services, we are, we have, in terms of mobile payments technology, we are one of the global leaders in in terms of use of my mobile uh, payments and i think we are almost at 70 75% penetration in terms of use of mobile pay, uh, mobile payments and technology is being used by our young people to really uh, build their livelihoods and so we have quite an expansive place of in- industrialization i would say and some of this industrialization is low tech ambatana is looking at how to empower people to produce passion. And and these are some of the areas that we are looking to invest in or to motivate or to catalyze in investment in to empower our people at the same time to, to build profits that will go back into these communities. I have a feeling, and I'll close with this, but we'll definitely be talking again. I want to hear more about each of those sectors, but I have a feeling that listeners to this podcast are thinking about how can they invest in Kenya after what you've said, because it sounds like just tremendous opportunity. And then when you said what you did about less than 5% of the world's capital is in Africa as a continent and what little tiny sliver is there in one country. And so you, you, what that, what that says is the need for capital, but it's going to flow into the opportunity you're describing. And so one of the things I'd love for us to talk about in the future, David, is how can we tell people, how can we inform people of the opportunity and the methodologies of investing, of bringing capital in and not little pieces. I'm talking about big pieces. I must say something there. Bob is doing something significant in my thinking. He's acting as a bridge between the, what, the world that investors know and the world that investors don't know through Empower Hope, through Ambatana, a group of businesses. And one of the things I'll tell you is that we have very highly skilled individuals. And so he's identifying highly skilled individuals and actually vetting them over a long time. I don't know if you would love to know how long he's vetted me. He's vetted me now for three years. And so (laughs) vetting them to make sure that they are the right partners. And so bringing very high, highly skilled people together, ensuring that they are actually credible and they're people of integrity, and then helping them to set up businesses in key areas, either 
funding businesses that they are already in or partnering with them to work on these businesses and, or to scale up these businesses. And so I will tell you that how, how investment can come in is by identifying credible destinations for that investment. And one of the ways to do that, I would encourage any likely investor to actually come through a funnel such as Empower Hope, we, who are meeting partners daily who, who are credible. And we have opportunities. We have cities that are coming up. We have a road, the roads the government is in, investing in infrastructure. And we, have, we don't have only $10 million investments. We have investments, ab-motivated ab, ab investments of $50 million, $100 million, I'm working on a project for half a billion dollars. And so we have a home for investments in Africa. What you just said, David, to me is, the, is what's so important. A lot of investors around the world are hesitant to put money, big money, into places where they don't understand the system or they don't have credible partners. And that word credibility, that's just so exactly correct. And so what you are doing, what you and the team there are doing is building out a source of leadership and businesses where we can invest with confidence because the people involved themselves are so credible and believable. So that that's fantastic. We're going to stop there because I, I trust me, I could go all morning. But that's David from uh, Kenya. And uh, man, thank you for being with us. Really excited about the time. Look forward to more conversations. And uh, I hope our listeners will, will follow up on this. They can learn more about the organization at empowerhope.org. And also their uh, stateside rep, Frank Findler, will also, I'm sure, be able to answer questions and help you guys get more connected to what's going on. But thanks again and, and look for more from these brothers. Thanks for listening to the Business as Mission podcast. For more information, go to thirdpathinitiative.com or triventure.com. Please share this podcast and give us a review wherever you listen. Thanks for listening to the Business as Mission podcast. For more information, go to thirdpathinitiative.com or triventure.com. Please share this podcast and give us a review wherever you listen.